Uh, all right. It is the 14th of January, 2021. It is 11-12 in the central time zone. In the first year of the plague. Second it year is, of the plague, Dick. It's not the second year yet. It hasn't been a calendar year. Oh, yeah, March. Uh, since the plague happened. Um, yeah, this is a minefield recording. Sound sync clap in three, three two, two, one. One. Guys, welcome to the Minefields. My name is Joshua Michael. I got my two best friends in the world. Ah, look at that beautiful face, Mr. Collinward. I've been kissing on that face for like 12 years already. Something like that. 12 years. We're blood brothers. We're blood brothers, and this fucking Puerto Rican guy fucking eats his way in my life, and I just can't stop hugging him. (laughs) That is true. You're quite the hugger. I am a hugger, man. and You're a hugger in COVID? Of course I am, dude. We're wrestlers. Social distancing hugging. We're socially distantly Mm. hugging. Anyway, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's I see your quotations. He's our, I know that sounds so much worse. He's our resident tough guy, fucking Morales. Dude, this guy's fucking beating my ass in the fucking gym. And I'm not talking about like fucking no one's looking shit, like like hard to get up in the morning and get coffee. But I've lost five pounds. Nice. And not just some regular good dookies. Like a steady five pounds in two weeks. Delicious. All that fiber helps. No, a lot. Well, I do eat a lot of fiber. Wait, is that a Mexican joke? Because you know, I eat beans. No, it's Did just get... a poop joke. Dude, do, do Puerto it's Ricans eat beans? Purely a poop joke. Do Puerto Ricans eat beans, or are you guys all rice? Hell yeah, we eat beans. What type of beans? Black beans, red beans. Yeah, mm. I'm Mexican. Lima beans. It's all pinto beans for us, man. Voodoo lady. Chicken that sticks, you drive me in the crazy. Yeah, Colin's... Red beans and rice. <laughs> I don't Colin... remember that. I just remember there's red beans and rice in that song. No, you're just singing one of those songs. You hear one of those white people restaurants where they serve you beans that are like oh, yeah. all these weird they, different they colors. They play a lot of ween at white people restaurants. Ween? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the, that was the song I was singing by yeah. ween. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of the album Chocolate and Cheese. Yeah, 99% white culture. We're trying to be woke here, dude. <laughs> yeah. You want to get us yeah, canceled? Playing that a whole lot of I, the, I'm sure it's uh, about comic books. The, uh, and <laughs> <nachos>. <laughs> Diner we're, I go to. We're trying to be woke here. So God bless everyone, no matter what, between your legs. And uh, just wipe well. And, <laughs> what color it is? Yeah, just wipe well. and every, <laughs> what, what, what dude, dude, I saw this meme the other day. It was like, if your girl's nails look like this, these fucking like four inch long fucking like on fingernails her panties ah. look like this just a giant shit stain so every time i see a girl with long ass nails i'm like bitch don't wipe well <laughs> no. every, how can you with those nails every time i like now it was like two months ago i saw that and i'm like every time i see long ass nails she ain't wiping well unless she's got one of those fucking Dude, how, yeah let's talk about that for a second the <laughs> not the wiping but when you when you are made aware of some physical thing that people do with their bodies as a trend and it changes your perspective on them and then you can't not see it or not think about it every time it happens like my friend andrew decades ago realized he was like this is the rosetta stone man i was like what are you talking about you talking about the online learning language learning courses? And he's like, no, 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 the Rosetta Stone. This is the Rosetta Stone. You automatically know 
what color somebody's pubes are because their <laughs> eyebrows are going to be that color. And now, now across the board, I have never not been able to think that looking at every human for 30 years. Wow. Yeah. I remember the whenever I heard about sex. And was... now neither for you. <laughs> it's like I was like it was basically the same thing that like Cartman's like so what is sex like you put your penis in her and you slap her titties around and you pee in her <laughs> you pee inside of her and everything's fine. It's <laughs> uh, awful. And then, uh, then I immediately think of uh, the Simpsons when uh, Lisa's like as always the <laughs> the playground has the facts right but misses the point entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we've got Does comments anybody to talk else about. have something along the lines of what we're talking about? Are there any other weird things that you can't not think about when you see that with a person? Yes. Or something. Yes. Come yes. on, Tony. You got one? Oh, no. The, the, the first Joshua, do you have another one while Tony is thinking? The first we cannot thing, move off the topic. The first thing that pops in my head. Comes up with one. The first thing that pops in my head was like, I've always wondered. Until I had a friend that was an RN going to OU, which is superior to OSU, by the way. Um, that uh, I was seeing number of rapes per year. No, well, fuck your fucking future Farmers America fucking dog shit. Look at all, listen to all of those fuckings in there, and tell me that o, OU isn't better at raping. <laughs> You're goddamn right. OU's better at raping. <laughs> this is a fact. <laughs> Carry on. Anyway. At FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> At WhitesOnly.com. Anyway, uh, the thing was that popped in my head. I mentioned that I was wondering how fat, obese people fuck. And this girl that was waiting tables with me. Not very well. I don't, who okay. was a... Oh, they try harder. She, they she try was, harder. She was, uh, she was trying to be an RN. She's like, they actually, uh, they do fuck. But the problem is, is that when guys get too fat, they the estrogen levels get too high in their bodies. So that's why they develop bitch tits and they they uh, lose um, body hair. Like, it doesn't grow that much. It also shrinks their dick. And, and I was like, all right. And she's like, but on the other hand, though, that's why you see these fat, obese, fat white women that uh, have mustaches with tiny tits that, like, are completely eclipsed by their gut that their fucking clit will stick out like a pinky. And... This episode is rated E for everyone. <laughs> anyway, uh, she's like, do you know, do you know what, do you know, do you know what happens? Yeah, this is mine. <laughs> yeah, we we're going, already. this is already mine feels after dark. Um, she's like, not no, only, she's like, not. not only that, but once you reach a, reach a certain circumference, you can no longer reach your asshole to wipe it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, she I, I pulled up. She pulled up a YouTube video for an advertisement uh, for a wand that folds and unsticks that fits in your back pocket to wipe your ass with. This is the sound of me inhaling <laughs> and then not, I don't know what to do with this information. So every time you see two fat fucks and they're in love, uh, yeah, they're just rubbing clits. Horrible. 
I want to start the show over. <laughs> I really do. I want to delete it oh. from my brain, dude. dude, 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 dude like, that I, might not be the worst idea. Do anybody have a D6 on a 5 or 6? I can get worse. I can get worse. No, no, we don't need to. Thank we you. We don't need worse. Okay, okay, we so we can, we can either we restart or I'll get worse. Oh or my we gosh. can keep going. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. I'm going to flip a coin. Right. On a 50-50. If we got to start over again, we're going to start over again. We got a whole thing here. What am I coming up with? I got a, uh, I got a, I got a penny. All right. I'm flipping the coin. Heads, we start the show over. <laughs> Tails, we don't. All right. I dropped it. <laughs> All right. Let me try again. Oh, this is horrendous. Tails, uh. we don't. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, so okay, I have. I'd like to. I'd like to apologize to everybody for this ridiculous array of horrendous physical stuff. And I'm not. Fa- I'm not body shaming anybody. I'm not, obviously, I'm I mean, body like, shaming. I don't think Joshua would like to indicate that he is body shaming. I'm body shaming, man. I saw this fucking thing about how this fucking fitness magazine had to fucking apologize for an uh, advertisement for their magazine about how to lose Christmas pounds. Because they were body shaming people for gaining weight. A fitness magazine had to apologize. There is a, there, I mean, man, that is messed up. That's the culture we're in now. That's like shoving a piece of shit back in your ass. This is bullshit. Fucking woke culture is fucking stupid. And we can't, like, look at you guys. You're all uncomfortable. Look at me. I've had a shitty day. I've had a really bad day. <laughs> and I am ready to light shit on fire. Also... I, I threw away most of my mother's house today. And a lot of it was my stuff. A lot of it was my dad's stuff. My my brother, we threw away his stuff. He didn't have much left in the place. But he is a champion for coming in there and taking over. I mean... Tell us block. about tell us tell us what was tell us tell us what tell us one bad thing about your day tell us one good thing about your day. The good thing about my day, I uh, let's see, I paid off a credit card that's like ten years old. Oh my gosh! Way to go! I, that is awesome. I also, I also all all the calls I got were like. Yeah, I want to get, like, a house insurance quote because, like, the guy that I just talked to uh, said I could save some money. And, okay, sure, I'd love to give you a house insurance quote. Uh, Are you a dealer of the property? No, my mama's baby's father's cousin owns it, and I don't... Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was it was one of those days, which was fine. It it happens. It happens to you once a month, where it's your day to get the shit calls. It's fine. Um, Yikes, Tony! What did you do? What did you, did you have? What's what's what did you have? A good thing and a bad thing? Uh, I had to drive to Pueblo. I had my day off, which so I ended up having to work for four hours. So that sucked. I ended up having to drive to Pueblo. Um, and partake in a clinic, a COVID clinic today. Oh, shit. So, yeah, I was filling Gosh. out. I was I checking on. Uh, yeah. We had to do 
make sure all the paperwork was in order. And uh, for this retirement facility, uh, I think we gave out something like 167 COVID shots today. Oh, the, you're on the uh, you're in the world of helping people out with their vaccines. Did you get one? Uh, something that just kind of I just kind of you know this kind of happened because right? normally I just you know sell drugs at a pharmacy. Uh huh. Actually, yeah, I ended up getting my first uh, first part one of my two part covid vaccine so you know my third arm's grown in nicely (laughs) (laughs) that pinky's a little awkward but you know it is what it is as long as the penis is okay the second penis (laughs) second penis i i googled that i actually foreskin that you never lost Mm. i didn't know you were jewish i thought you were puerto rican yes those are not nationality. One of those is one of those is a one of, one those, of those is, is a, nationality. One of those is a religion. The balloon tie off. Gotcha. The balloon tie off. Oh, yeah, no, I did that. Freaking. That was about us. That was my day in a nutshell. Came home, hung out with my wife and child for a little bit. Dude, yeah. your wife is hot. I looked. I I, I saw. You did good. <laughs> you did very good. <laughs> As long as she still likes me, I'm good. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I freaking I bought like I bought like three action figures for my son because he's currently really into the wrestling action figures. No, no, and bullshit. I bought, I bought like bullshit. five of them total. Bullshit. You, we've talked about this. We have gone down the AW fucking hole. I was at Walmart for an hour going through the boxes in the aisles for restocking, <laughs> looking for. Looking for the specific words AW or like Jazzco or something like that. Mm-hmm. Jazzware. Yeah, Jazzware. Yeah, didn't find it. Ooh. Actually, tapped the motherfucker on the shoulder and said, "Yo, you got this in the back?" And he's like, "I'll go look." <laughs> like comes back says no. Aww. I went. I went in the morning. They had not restocked. Yeah. Yeah, and then where also, are you going? Uh, Walmart and Woman and Powers. But I also woke up in the morning because yeah, yeah. I also Walmart, have... Walmart, we can get AEW action figures at Walmart right now. Yeah. Let yeah. alone the ring I, and belts and all kinds of other good stuff. I yeah, also, all kinds of good stuff. I also woke up because I had a couple of drinks last night and I bought the Jim Lee, Batman, DC, McFarlane, the uh, Harley Quinn, and the fucking Cyborg. But the last action figure I bought was... Definitely. I got the new Snake Eyes and the new Storm Shadow, and I haven't bought G.I. Joe action figures in literally years. Yeah. And I just boxed up all of my G.I. Joe accessories and vehicles and play sets to try to offload them. Yeah, because I couldn't find I feel terrible about it. I couldn't find the fucking A.W. fucking shit I was looking for, so I bought all the fucking retro Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, the Retro Ghostbusters are cool. Yeah, not because I miss them. I still have them all, but because I was stupid when I was little. Uh, I don't know if you guys did this, but I cut off the Proton Stream on all of my on my figures because it just bothered me. That Proton Stream was annoying it as was, crap. It was annoying as shit. Does anybody, like, did you guys, I'm, I don't know why you would, but, like, Minefielders. Uh, I don't know why, Joshua, you would because you weren't into it. I don't know, Tony, how you feel about it, but Minefielders, did you guys get Playmates, Toys, Star Trek action figures in the 90s and in the 2000s? Because the phasers 
had that phaser stream that that's that jets out of it and it's it is so obnoxious i just re i just like i knew where all of my star trek playmates action figures were i've been up in my mom's attic clearing out everything because we have to get out of that house now we got new renters coming in property taxes need to get paid this is going to be a good thing but i've got to like offload 80 percent of the things that i own now i lived there up until like just maybe a year or two and a half a year ago two and a half something like that and so i've got a lot of stuff in there so this is what i've been doing for two weeks is getting rid of my stuff or like at least preparing it to get rid of and those phasers i forgot how obnoxious that is but like it's not nearly as annoying as the first next generation action figures that had the phasers molded into their hands oh, God, in some no. cases. Oh, God, so, no. Like, how are you supposed to manipulate the uh, the bridge playset that they didn't make with a phaser constantly stuck in your hand? It's as bad as... as what What is that noise? It's someone, not me. Is somebody using a hairdryer? It's not me. It's my kid in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Do you guys have a you guys have dude, an Android that, in there? Dude, dude, hold on a second here. That was your kid in the bathroom. That was the mm-hmm. most powerful piss stream. We've I've got heard. there's a fan that automatically comes on when you turn no, the no. On. That was a piss stream. You your boy, in your, there? your boy is. I don't know what your hell yeah. <laughs> The, the last time the last time I heard a pee Hopefully stream not. that hardcore was Deuce Bigelow male Jiggle when fucking Antoine went and took a piss and it sounded like a fucking garden hose. <laughs> <laughs> like Austin, our first Austin Powers movie. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that anyway, was a, anyway, anyway. That was I've a, offloaded, or I haven't offloaded it yet. It's a lot of toys. It's a lot of toys. Some of them are in awesome shape. Some of them aren't. It's just I'm you know it's been emotional. Anyway, guys, we gotta do some comics. We gotta move on. We gotta move on. Uh, let's do some fucking four. Oh, I forgot. I read Thor. Y'all didn't. <laughs> I have, yeah, I have been so busy. My comic book intake this week has been pretty limited. But oddly enough, I spent some time reading my physical Guardians of the Galaxy 1990 comics and then i definitely picked up books last week so this is i did get some books this this is thor number 11 which one is number number 11 donald has cleaned up he's got all nice and tidy and we find ourselves immersed immersed in a restaurant having a nice fancy ass dinner with miss jane foster Donald, it's so good oh. to see you. Where you been? Oh, don't worry about it, bitch. Um, yeah, not... You, you look good. What's wrong with your eyes? Um, ah, don't worry about it. Uh, anyway, so what's going on? Oh, you know, regular stuff. I was Thor for a little bit. Wait a minute, what? Uh, yeah, I was Thor. Um, oh, so you're Thor. Um, you wouldn't happen to know where Odin is, would you? Because everyone I've tortured and killed uh, <laughs> up to getting to this dinner... Um, doesn't know where Odin is, and it's going through his head. At the same time, Thor is trapped where Donald Blake was trapped, and he is hammering away, and the only person is, uh, Ratoskor. Hey, get me back, tell me your juggle. Everyone, I'm stuck. Yeah, nah, dog, not gonna happen. Uh, why not? Oh, because everyone's dead. Um, 
What? Yeah, everyone in Asgard's dead, and fucking Donald Blake is having uh, a friendly, let's, let's reminisce lunch with Jane Foster. And as he realizes, she's been empowered with the, imbued with the powers of Thor before, and senses what she has, he is nervously biting on himself, and ex politely excuses himself, and grabs a gym bag with all his earthly belongings, and we have a problem. This is a, but, but at the same time, though, the readers don't have a problem because it's Donny Cates, and he's building something great. Um, the, the, I, I wondered how they were going to top killing Galactus. I mean, like, that was such a big deal because that was canon. It wasn't a, like, let's just pretend this is an Elseworlds or random bullshit thing that's not canon. No, this is actually happening. Thor is trapped. In the realm that Odin created for uh, Donald Blake, and Donald yeah. Blake is running amok, but he's got some semblance of humanity to not kill, to not kill uh, Jane Foster, and she gets back to the the mortuary she works at, and we have a dead superpower. Wait, wait, wait! When did she start working in a mortuary? She was not. Working in a mortuary, last I heard. Yeah, she's been working there for about uh, I want to say like eight months. Um, okay, so this is this is a new thing based on the Jane Foster Thor. Yeah, yeah, because she's okay. Gotcha. She's she's the the power Valkyrie that brings people from uh, Earth or whatever uh, physical realm to Valhalla, uh -huh. and. Okay. It's a perfect place for her to work, and now she realizes what he's up to, and he is in the swamps, and he's looking for Man-Thing, but, uh, well, he's looking for Man-Thing, but he's encountered by, uh, what's that fucking, uh, dog? The, Cosmo? Uh, no, the, uh, no, not Cosmo, the, the, um... Oh, Thori. No. The one... No? The, the, uh... A dog that wants to eat everything. No, all the, the inhumans. Time. The inhumans dog. Oh, lockjaw. Oh, lockjaw. Yeah, yeah. lockjaw. And he is—he's looking for uh, man thing, and he gets encountered by lockjaw and the Thor frog, and there's about to be a throwdown, and I can't wait. Like, why not? It's a gorgeous, it's a gorgeous splash page at the end, and I'm really looking mm. forward to what's happening here because this is not a story that I am in the least bit like. Like, you know, armchair quarterbacking. You know, like, uh, Tony, what happened last week in AEW? Well, I'm hoping this happens and this happens. I don't fucking know. This is so good. I'm disconnecting from even trying to decipher what's going on. I just want good stuff because Tony Cates only puts Dude, up good stuff. yeah. Thor has been awesome for a while. And uh, this is this has all been really, really, uh, the th really good. The threat of what he could do to Jane if he doesn't get what he wants. I'm wondering about the timing. It's creepy. I'm wondering about the it's timing. It's creepy. I agree. But the timing is what's going on with the physical copies that are coming out on the shelves right now is that the the Black King fucking... Uh, the whole world is encased in a symbiote. And Captain America is always like, where's Thor? Where's Thor? Where's Thor? Where's Thor? I'm wondering if awesome. I'm Good. wondering I'm wondering if Finally. they if they're timing this right because of COVID because remember the the huge delay in comics being produced or published in the first place is just working out well because 
the whole time they're like, where's Thor? Where's Thor? Eddie Brock is in a different dimension, he, pretty much. He's down right now. No, right? he's in a, he's he's, no, he's not. Um, but it's kind of a weird situation. Um, kind of a not alter dimension type thing, but he's basically uh, prevy to what's going on, but he can't really touch anything. And they're constantly worse Thor. So I'm hoping this timing is going to work out, but not, I don't know. But that's what I got for Thor. That, that was the one that really, like, fucking just hit me hard, other than rereading Walking Dead. Mm. Any yeah, thoughts, guys? Yeah, badass. I mean, I'm definitely reading that. Uh, I'm keeping up with it. It's just been a heck of a week. Um, yeah, Tony, what have you got? Uh, let me see. I got, I've, been, I've been hitting up some future state lately. Price, let me start off with Dark Detective. Uh, first mm. of all, this one's actually two stories in one. It's got a tale of Bruce Wayne and also goes into bringing back Grifter oh, from Wildcats, yeah. which no I've always shit, been quite man. a fan of. That's been, yeah. a, it's been a long time since, because when the New 52 uh, happened, that's when mm. Grifter was full-fledged, right? Yeah, he had, he had a little uh, run, I want to say maybe 13 issues or so in the new 52 and then he recently had showed back up in the batman titles because he was um uh lucius fox's bodyguard right after he had uh, been given the wayne fortune so to start off here we got um you know batman's running from the magistrates and we find out that Batman has actually been killed by the Magistrates. Magistrate 01, as it were. So Batman, Bruce Wayne, Batman has been gunned down in the street, basically. But we find out, of course, because he's, you know, he's Batman, he actually used the last of the Wayne fortune to um, find a street surgeon to fix him up. Hmm. And they've gone on, um, they've gone on television, they've told everybody, Batman's dead. You know, we're coming out. The magistrates are coming after all of the masked superheroes, supervillains. If you're, if you have a mask on for any reason, you're, you're shot on sight. So, real quick to back up a little bit, the magistrates have actually taken over um, Gotham City as the new law enforcement. Like they basically replaced the GCPD, and we find out that uh, Bruce Wayne, the Wayne Fortune, actually ended up. Um, Paying to create this law, this law enforcement agency, though we don't really know why as of yet. But the whole issue is now Batman's Batman's basically on the run. Like they're aware that Batman's still alive, but they can't publicize it because it makes the magistrates look bad. Yeah. All right. All right. <clears throat> they're ba- they're basically trying to hunt him down. You know, they're using drones. They're using uh, cyborg uh, cyber robots. To handle everybody, and they're just slowly—they're like I said—they're just trying to take out all the mask, all every anybody with a mask. And that's one of the big things that you see Batman trying to, because Bruce Wayne's just kind of hiding out. Like we don't—we're not like—they don't know he's alive yet. But he ends up stopping a mugging. The guy's wearing a mask, and the drones find him. And that's how the magistrate find out that Batman's still alive, and he's basically like, screw it. So he just, you know, he has his, his streetwise bat gear underneath him. It looks very much like tactical gear. You know, there's no cape. I love it. You know, 
And it's just kind of like I said, yeah, that man was done in Cape would be awesome for a year. Yeah. And it's just, it's just Batman, you know, back to stage one when, you know, before the gadgets, before, you know, no fortune. It's just Batman trying to do what Batman does, but with in a minimalist sense. Wait a minute. Would Batman without a cape, without the fortune, in a minimalist sense, be Daredevil? Yeah. <laughs> just You're not wrong. I think that's it. I, yeah. I, I imagined it. In my mind's eye, right here, this one, the one you can't see that's in the middle of my forehead. And I was like, Batman just showing up and being like, you know, just plugging people. Just, mm-hmm. you know, like nailing them, getting them out of the way and going through a system, through organized crime to get at the boss. I was like, it's just Daredevil. That's the story of Daredevil right there. Yeah. Without yeah, the unfortunate uh, legal problems. Yeah, and he and he can see. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. Yeah. But, yeah. So I mean, that, that's basically where we leave it. Is you know, Batman just kind of or Bruce Wayne coming to terms with the fact that he's, you know, he caused this problem. He funded the mat the beginning of the magistrates, and now it's up to him to, you know, he can't fake his death any longer. He's got to come back. He's got to be seen. You know, he's basically the last words here on this on the first part are funeral over. You know, Batman. I don't know, man. It would have been interesting for him to like keep pretending he was dead for a while just so that nobody could count on him to show up and well, then for he, him to take care of business his own way. He did his best yeah. from yeah. what Tony's saying, but what what sticks out of my mind is the fact that we just had an ultimate reset a year ago, year and a half ago, mm-hmm. with Bane taking over Gotham and no, no Bat families allowed to operate or even enter if you've still inside or not outside and now we're hitting the reset button again which i have no problem with because dc never regardless of the fact that dc resets a lot was this like the fifth reset since the 52 oh probably something like that yeah um i don't mind it because they don't ever disappoint me yeah the the artwork is always awesome the story is always intricate um but at the same time though i mean taking that you know, the butler's dead, you know, Pennyworth's mm-hmm. gone, and we've had, what, like, three iterations of his dead body come back now, or two? From- uh, two so far, we had the one at the end of Death Metal, and we had the one in Joker War. In Joker War, okay, so, mm-hmm. I don't mind it, but at the same time, though, like, what's the whole point of this, because, like, the after Endless Winter, I got, like, five issues, and it was Endless Winter, and I was like, I'm not not really liking this, but it wasn't bad. But mm-hmm. at the same time, though, now we're resetting things. And I read the the new Flash one, and it was... I mean, I liked, I liked the turnabout, you know, making the uh, evidence room, his new, you know, crime lab. But <laughs> it just seems a little weird to me that, that, that it would just keep resetting and what's canon. I, because I really think the fans... And me as a fan need have like a need to have a a, a foothold. Yeah, there's got to be some. There's got to be like you've got to tell a story. It's got to be a continuous story. There's got to be growth, and like it's all got to you, you got to build on it. And I, I kind of I totally agree with you on that because I think these are only going to be like four like four issues for the most part, and then right. it's kind of like Age of Apocalypse, where I'm assuming they're gonna you know reset everything, go back to normal. If they do that, I'll be fine. If they do that, I'll be fine. I know 
Colin hates Age of Apocalypse. I loved it. I read no, 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 I don't one. hate a Age of Apocalypse. I just think that, like, I just want stuff to stick. I don't like it when mm-hmm. it just goes back to normal. I just, if you're going to do something, then let it be part of the canon. And, you know, like, every franchise should have one moment that's a big deal that gets reset. And it's like, oh, yeah, this one guy remembers. And it's like, that's kind of it. Guinan is going to remember. Or, right. Oh, when Guinan remembers... Know. Dude, I cried like a baby at dinner that man. When Guinan remembered the whole time. Oh, dude. When Guinan was directing them, when she was, like, conscious while they were figuring shit out, that that drove me crazy. (laughs) Um... But, But yeah, we got, uh, going into Grift, we got Grifter 2 on that one. Yeah, I don't know if we want to jump into that or not yet. No, of course, man. Give me some Grifter, man. I fucking love old school fucking uh, Gen 13 shit. Yeah, no. Wildcats, sorry. (laughs) Wildcats, Wildcats, Wildcats. Wildcats, yep. (laughs) Okay, so bringing back Grifter, freaking, like I said, a character from the early 90s. He's kind of come in and out of DC over the years. But we got, um, so the page opens up. Grifter's got a gun to his head at a bar. A bunch of guys (laughs) are playing cards. You know, and he's just kind of, you know, everyone assumes he's got a card hidden. Turns out he's just got a knife. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, as usual, you know, chaos ensues. We got a bar fight. Then the cops show up looking for good old Cole Cash. You know, and sure enough, they end up arresting him because, of course, he runs. And they end up putting him in this, uh, this paddy wagon, as it were. And the only other guy in the paddy wagon is good old Luke Fox. Oh, Luke as a Batwing, Ooh. and you know they're over there, over here chatting like, "What you know? Why are you here? Why are you here?" And you know, Luke keeps on saying, "No, they're just they're rounding up all the mask guys. Every, anybody with a mask ever, you any history being associated with a mask, they're coming for you." And you know, Cole Cash, Cole just isn't sure about the situation. So like, while they're both handcuffed to the roof of this car or the roof of the paddy wagon, he just kicks them in the face. Interesting so plot development. Yeah. yeah, they're just trying. Turns out he's just trying to use it as a distraction, saying that, you know, he this guy's knocked out, he's throwing up blood and whatnot. And he ends up taking down the guards, and they end up running, because they end up breaking out of the paddy wagon. Of course. So they end up, you know, they, Luke, or Luke Fox thinks they're heading to a safe house, and turns out there's not very many safe houses safe in Gotham anymore, so Cole just takes him to his apartment. Is is this is this one of those things that's uh, post Joker War, like Batman doesn't have a Batcave anymore and everything's kind of monitored type thing? Well, this this is all Future State. This is all five years after uh, Metal, gotcha, or Dark Metal, gotcha, or Death Metal, Death Metal. <clears throat> yeah. So it turns out they're talking about how you know Cole's telling Luke that they need to go after the uh, the Queen of Clubs. They need to find her, and she'll help him along. So they end up trying to. They end up running through the narrows, and these guys they're walking around. You know, uh, Luke's got a mask on that with no eyes, because you know they, he can't know where the Queen of Clubs is. Only only Cole knows, and Cole's got his full-on grifter gear, guns ablazing with the the red mask. Of course. You know, and they end up running into a group called the uh, the Black Mask Syndicate, just a bunch of 
he, I assume they're following Black Mask. Of course. We don't know for we don't know for a fact whether or not Black Mask is Dude, even around. Everything in Black Mask did in RAP fucking hit me like a fucking hammer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's great God, stuff. That was, what, 2009? Yeah, when that, that happened. Definitely Morrison era. Yeah. A while ago. That happened right yeah. when that was wrapping up. Right when Captain America Reborn happened, because. Uh, and they were doing that mm-hmm. bullshit, like, uh, DC got the jump for, uh, Batman jumping through time, caveman, yeah. pirate, and then, uh, Marvel jumped on the boat and did the same thing with Cap. Um, but DC always delivers. I think it was two years later or something when the Heroclix set that had that Batman in it, the Batman, the cave Batman came out and I got that in one of the sets and it was the you know, I think it was one of the chases and everybody that I was playing the game with at the time was just desperate for it uh, I think I've still got it I'm not sure I always intended to get rid of it or trade it for somebody but never happened Tony did you did you like the story oh yeah it's great because you end up we end up finding out at the very end because they like, their whole gunfight ensues between grifter and the black master syndicate and they end up running into this house, and turns out it's right where they need to be. And mm-hmm. Grifter finally clubs card from the original card game earlier, because they all have uh, villains on them. And then we turned out that the uh, the Queen of Clubs is actually the Huntress. Ooh, nice! That's so nice, <laughs> dude. Th- this is when like you got to bring in some big guns and with the Huntress, man. Like, uh, mm-hmm. did you ever read Birds of Prey? Uh, a la. Um, uh, uh, brightest day when Gil Simone took over uh, Birds of Prey. No, but I hear it's a classic. Oh, it's fucking mm. amazing, dude. It's, it, they're, they're cherished to me. Like, Gil Simone is one of those things, like, where you get these woke people arguing that, like, women should be writing women, but oh, holy shit, Gil Simone needs to be writing women. Because her take on everything is beautiful. She, like, when she did Secret Six, uh, <coughs> God damn! I hope Gil Simone gets in on this, man. Like she's got a a, a, a a YouTube page that is to die for. She she will dissect her writing process or things that she uh, likes, doesn't like. I mean, she's just a, such a pure fangirl. And Huntress, god damn, that's that's yeah. that's like that's like pulling out the female bane, man. Like and uh, you. you Shit's about to happen. <laughs> Heads will roll, and there will be no apologies given. That kind of froze me. Yeah, we'll see what happens with it. Sure, it'll be great. Dude, you give me some goosebumps on Huntress, man. I gotta catch up on that shit, man. Yeah, future stays some pretty good so far. So we're not, you know, like I said, you know, like everyone's been mildly redesigned, but it's. It's interesting to see what they're going to do with everything when all said and done. It, it just worries me considering the rumors that they're going to shut down most of DC Comics, the actual yeah. physical comics. Um, I, it just seems like something wrong to do, like changing the flag or you can't shut down DC Comics. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, this isn't this is a time honored institution. I. I think that it stands a chance that they'll do it, and then the next person will come in and say, no, we're going to reactivate that. The print medium is unfortunately like, 
on the ropes. And I think we talked about this in the past, but like, I mean, the last time I had a conversation with a friend of mine who works at the at at Warner Brothers, he uh, he was saying that this is something that is a result of the lady that's in charge over there. She doesn't the one like that, comic books. The one that hates comics. Like yeah. And uh, she says, you know, hey, the uh, we have enough content from all of these years to make all of the motion pictures and, you know, episodes of TV that we could ever want. There's <laughs> no reason to keep paying these people to generate this garbage. Good luck. And I'm like, you know, I mean... Garbage. Everybody has always said comics is on the outs. Comics, the comic industry is on the verge of collapse. I mean, we haven't seen it yet. I haven't. Then, even after COVID, it didn't happen. And and, and I remember when, right. we first, when we first started Couldn't minefields. When we first started minefields, like we need a DC guy. We need a DC guy. We need a DC guy. And I mean, yeah, I've been loving. Pretty much everything I've read from DC since uh, I want to see two ten, 2010, but I'm not that immersed in it the way I'm in like uh, all the indies. But yeah, God, that's such an ignorant thing to say. Like that's like, oh, we've got enough content. Really, you get enough content because you really give a shit about like fucking like actual lantern holding golden age fucking Flash bullshit. Like you, they don't, you know, they don't they don't care about it at all. They're, and that's yeah. the other thing is like. How many decent DC movies are there? Like, all of them. This, all of them. You all like of all them. of the decent. All I, of the DC I, I movies. I love, dude. Out. Dude, it was one of those things where I was like, I needed to have a couple drinks to enjoy these movies, and I had a bunch of drinks, and I was like, fuck these movies. It took me three times to watch fucking Superman versus Batman, and the fourth time I watched it sober, this is fucking genius. Uh, Man of Steel, the, the, like, the, the way they oh, use... I love Man of Steel. The, the way they I utilize the, the flashback scenes to really mm-hmm. build a solid foundation and what Krypton was. Um, not the biggest Russell Crowe fan, but... Russell Crowe fan, but I don't... I thought he was incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible in that. And that then, whole bit at the beginning, it was it was a gigantic special effects computer-generated joygasm, and at the same time it started the story off in an awesome direction. But I feel like it's disjointed because it's like, it's not the same thing as Marlon Brando in a simple... Still special effects laden alien environment well, it's sending not, his boy off. It's not Richard Donner, man. It's fucking Zack Snyder. Right. And and like Zack Snyder, I've been in love with Zack Snyder since I went on the on one of my best first dates uh to go see Dawn of the Dead. And Oh for real, Dawn and of the Dead crushed Crushed it. That that like everything Terrified was great me. about that movie. And his his attention to detail and his and his attention to what people that love it will and will not like. Yeah. Um, Every second from the beginning of that movie until the opening credits petrified me, and then I was incapable of falling asleep properly for two weeks after I watched that. Ah, oh, dude, it didn't scare me, but right. I just think it was great. Well, um, I mean, I just the idea of dude, waking up and there being somebody dude, at the foot of your bed is. And it's the worst thing I can think of. Fucking Morales popped like a motherfucker yesterday when I texted him that the guy that played the asshole from fucking Matrix Revolutions 
and reloaded the uh, the asshole general, not not Mifu- yeah, yeah. not Mifuni. Uh He's playing no, Martian uh, Manhunter. Commander Locke. Yeah, Locke. He's Martian Manhunter. Con- oh, really? Yeah. Con- That'll be awesome. Con- I ran into him in uh, New York City one time. Confirmed. Um. M- Martian Manhunter. Snyder cut. Hell yeah. Give uh, us. All right, all right. And if they're going to. Give- are you talking about DC movie spoilers right now, right? Yeah, and if they give For us. Casting call. I, I saw just a second, just before we started recording, that Chris Evans is interested in coming back and playing Cap again. Of course he is. Yes, he can't they get can find a else. good way to do it. <laughs> But the, so. but like if if we're getting Martian Manhunter, then we're getting John fucking Constantine. Those guys are completely intertwined. No, I, I think that's that was confirmed already. I think no, that's definitely happening. I did not hear that. And if, dude, don't fucking toy with uh, no, my emotions. No, you're to the ground on that dude, one. Dude, do so. not yeah, toy with my I've heard emotions. rumors of Constantine. I've heard rumors of a Justice League Dark movie. Mm. But I haven't seen anything solid yet. Xanadu, fucking Zatanna, Constantine. Dead man. Dead man. Dead what's, what's man. What's the dumbest character that you need to see put into a, a DC movie? Detective uh, Chimp. The calculator. Detective what? Detective Chimp. <laughs> Detective <laughs> Chimp. Calculator man. Dude. <laughs> he, is, he is a chimpanzee that is the world's greatest detective. Dude, I remember that shit. And then they fucking copied that shit in Deadpool with the... Uh, no, yeah, that fucking uh, James Bond fucking chimp, and it was fucking gay. <laughs> it was so stupid. I was like, I want to buy both variant covers. I'm like, fucking fuck off. The stupidest character would probably be Howard the Duck. Oh, dude. Howard the Duck. You want to start a fight? <laughs> I want you to understand something, Joshua, because I think you've got the you've got a misunderstanding. I haven't sat and read dozens of issues of Howard the Duck. I, have. I am not a huge fan of Howard. The, I love the idiotic Howard the Duck movie dude, starring Leah Thompson and Tim Robbins. Dude, that was the first movie ever jerked off to, man. Like that. <laughs> wow, that is saying something, dude. That is saying something. He he's got a duck you, fetish. What can we say? It. What? He's got a duck fetish. I don't get a duck fetish. I got a fucking hot fucking Leia Thompson fetish. I don't care what the fucking hair. I'm gonna jerk oh off gosh. to it. <laughs> Crimped hair was incredible. In oh, that. dude, and she, she did. Like, she did her own hair. She was. Show. She, she was Jim and the holograms hot in that shit, man. The fucking Tony really is was. like he doesn't know what's yeah. happening right now. <laughs> He's a better Jim in the holograms than every other thing that Jim in the holograms has ever tried. She was to do. truly, truly, truly outrageous. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. She was not a misfit. She was perfectly cast. Oh, she was. Uh, that was my gym joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> and if I could say, if you're going back and thinking about Howard <laughs> the Duck, that movie, that's that John Barry soundtrack score is incredible. John Barry did so many James Bond movies and did Dances with Wolves. And it's insane to hear the similarities between some of the stuff he did when you get uh, The Living Daylights, Dances with Wolves, and um, and Howard the Duck coming out in such succession over a period of years, yes, but quick enough succession that those tonal differences are so similar. I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin I'm gonna ruin everything you just said, and every time I see panties on a girl, I think of fucking Leah Thompson's panties. 
Hey, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's in a handful of movies. And and we've got Howard the Duck and... Uh... Howard the Duck, guys. Seriously, sit down and watch that if you can. It's just it, hilarious. It is so bullshit people hate on that fucking movie. It's like, it's like a, one of those it's bullshit... So fun. It's so fun. Yeah, it's a perfect 80s movie. It's a perfect 80s movie, and people's like, oh, it's it's like a trend to hate that movie. Fuck off. Enjoy the goddamn movie, Minefielders, man. if you've ever watched that movie, I want to know. If you liked it... I want to know. If you hate it, I want to know. I don't care what your reasons are necessarily. I just want this poll. If you if you if you liked it, you know, take the, take this issue of uh, minefields and uh, throw a comment at us. I liked Howard the Duck. I hate Howard the Duck. I've seen Howard the Duck. You know, it's nothing nothing complicated. Dude, I thought it was perfect that they had uh, Seth uh, Seth Green play Howard the Duck in Guardians of the Galaxy. Both of them, man. Like I, I was he, just gonna say he deserved I'm, I'm, it. He deserved it. I don't. I think that the Howard in the movie was way better than the Howard that they've created for the Guardians of the Galaxy stories. But uh, that's just because I was just like... thinking, looking because I've got Guardians of the Galaxy uh, this month or this week, and um, I was just thinking, like, with the quippy, ridiculous aspect of this series. Is it too much to add Howard the Duck to the Guardians of the Galaxy when I think it would be Rocket Raccoon? I think it would be a total fucking distraction because I read this like Star Lord's been imprisoned in an alternate universe for like what centuries, and now he comes back in his as, yeah as an actual Star Lord. I mean he mm-hmm. he he barely remembers everyone's names. And he comes back and he figures out that his gun is a fucking sonic screwdriver. As long as he focuses, it's going to fucking... Yeah, he has to channel himself through this weapon. He's been underutilizing it for his entire career. Yeah, Tony, Tony, like, are you familiar with Doctor Who? A little bit, yeah. Alright, so, Doctor Who's sonic screwdriver is basically a mythic... Uh, I don't know. What do you, what are, it's not a weapon. It's a MacGuffin. It's, it, it's not a weapon. It's, it's a, not it's a, a weapon. It's the, it, it does anything that you need it to do as, in the moment. As long as you can imagine... Oh, the tool. As, mm-hmm. Exactly. As long as you can imagine it being something that would open a door. So if you're in, in front of something that is in some way blocking you, whether it's a door or an even an idea... Mm-hmm. If you if you can focus that the idea that is blocking you is a door or a screw or, or anything like screwdriver to screw, the screwdriver will activate, and that is what Starlord's Starlord's like blaster is now. Like he realizes it's not just a gun that can blast shit. If he focuses hard enough, I mean, he took out an entire fucking uh, drag, like a symbiote, yeah, driven the only, dragon. The only thing that's managed to nail a symbiote dragon yet. Mm. Oh wow! Okay. Other, other than Brock, when two years ago when he took out that that dragon. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But it, it's also connecting things where, like, where Eddie Brock right now in 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 Venom is. He's kind of a ghostly figure. He's dying, but at the same time, his, like, semi-mentor that, like, showed up two years ago that died is guiding him through the the symbiote um, neural connections. And 
as long as you can imagine that the instrument of your uh, of, of destruction that you have in your hand is something that can do damage, if you can imagine it hard enough, it will work. That's you, I'm imagining this as hard as I can. As hard as I fucker. <laughs> and and that's what's happening. And 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 so so we're talking about guardians now and. Star Lord's back. Like, what are you now? He's like, I'm a Star Lord, and like, yeah. it, it really added, like, it, it reversed what happened in the movie when, like, who are you? I'm Star Lord. Star Lord. And Star Lord. Who? Who? Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> Digimon Honsu was like, huh? <laughs> no, no. Now he's got grobby toss, but he's also not cocky about it, which is a complete flip. Because you think that Quill would been. I'm fucking Star Lord. I'm gonna fucking take. No, no. He's Dude, like exactly. He's, he's um, a character we can finally take seriously. Exactly. The, the, dude, the the like it, it's it, it especially after like the uh, early tens, the aughts of of Guardians of the Galaxy, when Star Lord is kind of fucking around, and then we get to it's gonna be a movie, and then it becomes like a a kind of a joke that he's Star Lord. They flipped the fucking switch on that, and they did it perfectly. And now he's got this ultimate weapon uh, that we don't know what can do. Just like the only limitations are his is his imagination about what this can fucking do. And, and I automatically saw 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 this aspect of this in the story, and I was like, can we please pit him against a Strontian at some point? Can we get him to fight Gladiator? Dude, like, I, I, I want to see if this weapon would actually hurt dude, a I, character whose entire power is de- is revolving around his will and I, his belief in himself. I, I want further, man. I want further. I want I want more Marvel to just take off of Earth. I want more Shi'ar. I want more Kree. I want yeah. more. I want more shit yeah. we never heard of before. I, like, I know that's the entire that's that's what we yeah it's always been our our goal and and, and like it, it's one of those <clears> things like, I remember like um, uh, I was like sitting outside smoking a joint with my ex girlfriend Taylor's like fucking fifteen years ago and she's like what are you looking at I'm looking at the stars and she's like what's your problem with the stars and like the problem is I'm never gonna get there yeah I want I want stories I want. Mm-hmm. I want to get there in my mind. Uh, we're we're not the least bit capable, especially because like, because um, when uh, Tony, are you into Star Trek at all? Yeah, I've used to watch uh, Next Gen. Uh, I yeah. hated Star-, Star Trek up until I met Colin, and what what sold me on Star Trek was when he explained to me the prime dir- the prime directive of that you cannot encounter a new culture until they've uh, accomplished warp one. When they've uh, yeah. developed technology to get warp one, in which case they can be admitted to the uh, Federation, and like they're advanced enough to not be a bunch of fucking dumbasses whining about who's woke and who's got what between their legs, and that's what sold me on it. And it really fucking hit hard. Like it was one of those things where, like, when I'd go camping with my dad and I see the Milky Way and. I saw these photos of like what Earth would look like if it had rings like Saturn, and I was mm-hmm, like, man, mm-hmm. like, and I was like, the 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 light pollution is preventing me from seeing the stars, and 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 
when you hear stories about people that are camping for a long time, like, like yeah, we were up till 11 a.m. or 3 a.m. In, in our regular lives, but, like, we're camping for a week, and the stars would come out, and we'd immediately decompress. Oh, you just go to bed. We'd, we'd yeah. immediately decompress, and we'd yeah, wake up I early. Yeah, happens to me when I go hiking. Yeah, yeah, you'd wake you up early. You want to get it done right, before you're out of light. Right if you're br- still messing with stuff, if you're not just hanging out by the fire and, like, just drinking warm water, you because where I go hiking, you don't want to do anything that emits smells after a certain point. Exactly. Because you need the smell to go away so that your camp doesn't get raided by animals. Exactly. But even but then, like, yeah, even then your, your body goes to bed oh, when the stars is going to bed. And you wake yep. up early in the morning like, why the fuck am I this awake this early? And mm-hmm. it's confusing. Yeah. Like I'm never awake this early. Even after like a couple ambient or some other bullshit. And you you're ready to fucking kick some ass. Let's go fucking find some food. Let let let's go fucking explore. Like and that's what needs to be ignited in people. But like I'm getting kind of deviant from it. But um, so we've got we've got Star Lord who's got this ultimate weapon and like yo Earth's getting invaded. We but we can't go to Earth. Why not? Because uh, that's not where we have to go now. And yeah, they had a pretty pitched battle, and I gotta say, the artwork in this issue was awesome. Oh god, because it carried over the stuff from the previous Star Lord issue, yeah, especially um, like removing the the big muscles and the like. You've been in exile for a while, dude. You look skinny, but you're not too skinny. He looked but you're sinewy, didn't you're, he? You're you're wiry, and you're wiry. Say it with me, Tony. Come on, wiry, 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 wiry. What the shit is wiry? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I like uh, new wiry, wiry replacement jokes. Anyway, um, uh, so so we're we're in a space where the ultimate weapon is on the way because this isn't one of those bullshit like fucking like it's siege, Captain America one through four, fucking uh, Thor one through four, all these fucking satellite issues that are fucking bullshit. Um, no. Everything is mattering now, and I am fucking loving the fact that it's happening like this, especially while Noel is happening. And yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing these gods of Olympus that they they're, they just dealt with, and they're coming back, like go in after Noel and everything. Like yeah, maybe that's the equalizer. Maybe they destroy themselves. No, they gotta fucking team up because it's still the it's still the same place. the The only place that worships them. <laughs> that's gonna happen. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But, uh, goddamn. I got fucking lost in that. Tony, you're a lot to think about there. I was going to take it it all in, man. It's going (laughs) to. Not a big guy. Not a big reader of Guardians of the Galaxy. So the story's interesting. It's kind of, like you said, see where where they go with such a powerful weapon. Dude, apparently Star Lord matured quite a bit. If it's cosmic, Colin and I are reading it. If nice. it's if, if it's, it, if, it's yeah, the, I mean, if it's the least bit in space, him and I have stayed up endless nights, like completely obsessing over every little bit of the script we're writing, and it's I I want off this planet, man. I want to go to the stars. If if if, if yeah, I'm if, you can uh, get out there and see what's there. If, if I'm old yeah. enough to where I can get my consciousness put in a fucking ghost in the shell, 
fuck yeah, I don't give a shit. Let's go fucking somewhere else because I, I, I want more experience. I don't I want to go to fucking heavenly uh, fucking harps and everyone happy and no, I want to go to the stars. I gotta, I, I'm, I'm obviously like simultaneously reading the 1990s Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, they get off on this whole thing. Cause I, I like that version of the Guardians as much as I like this iteration of it. Um, and so, you know, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it's, you know, it's Charlie 27, Martinex, Starhawk, Vance Astro, Nikki. Um, I love every iteration of the Guardians. Uh, it just depends on who happens to be writing it. Sometimes they get really astray. But that stuff, that 90s feel with those late 60s, early 70s characters, uh, it's just so good. Dude, um, I, I feel you. I feel you. I, I feel the exact. I feel the exact same way about the Midnight Suns from the early like nineties. Oh my god, I love that stuff. The, yes. the, the, the Midnight Suns with Blade yeah. and, and and Death's Head and uh, like all Morbius, of that. Morbius, I think, was in there. Oh, totally. All of it. Yeah. All of it. Like yeah. like all. If if you if you say if you put Midnight Suns on something, I'm gonna put my dick in it. Like uh, it, I, it's, I it's, think that the. The crazy thing is, when we talk about, you, you, you know, you, you know that I, I get fussy about, we talked about Age of Apocalypse earlier. It's because of the artwork. When you're looking at the early 90s stuff that translates into even the Bagley stuff. Well, that that's because you, you, you didn't have inking. a map for it. You didn't have a map I probably didn't. for it. I'm just saying, when I get into that material and I'm like, there's something about the inking that is so on point in that time period where it doesn't i i don't know i don't know i've got to start exploring dude that. dude, like, dude it's, it's the same the it's effort. the same thing when morales is talking fucking wcw mm-hmm. like you see his eyes perked up his eyes perked <laughs> up i said wcw wcw look at this yeah, That'd be early '90s WCW, early '90s to freaking in it, the, it, the cruiserweight division in the later '90s. Dude, that's some deep fucking delving, man. We're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, Midnight Suns, Ghost Rider, uh, Deathhead, and he's talking about fucking. Um, well, you're talking about what's that asshole that killed fucking Miss Elizabeth that I hate with all my heart. I hate Lex Luger. He's an idiot. I hate that guy. Saw Miss Elizabeth dude, uh, action dude, figure the other day. The my, my son got it actually. I've got mm-hmm. I've got the Miss Elizabeth in the uh, green uh, sparkly dress. My uh, let me ask you this: you when we grew up, toy makers thought that boys were not going to buy girl related action figures. Oh bullshit! Figures. I bought the Phoenix. I got Storm. I got fucking Jubilee. <laughs> No, no, I don't like I got my April O'Neil, I got Scarlet, I got uh what else? I yeah, get me every iteration of Princess Leia you can get me. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Like I was like no. you just can't y- do y- Star y- Wars. You y- had Princess to have Leia. the chick. I wanted a Baroness Aliens action figure so bad. And when they came out in the nineties, they were miserable. Miserable looking action figures. I still bought it. Yeah, the I remember the first the first Gambit I got was looked nothing like Gambit. Yeah, but I, I still like I remember audibly that was the first time I ever dropped a dropped an f bomb in public. I was like, yeah. oh fuck Gambit, 
I bought it right then and there. But the, Did, the face was ridiculous. He had that. He had that the plastic. Face and the hair. He had the plastic uh, fucking trench coat. Yep. Yeah. But he had the bow staff. He had the bow staff. It was Toy Biz, yeah. Toy Biz. Later iterations were so much better. Mm. But, like, yeah, I was like, this is ridiculous. Dude, Gambit, man. But, yeah, dude, my uh, my son's probably got legitimately uh, almost 20 female wrestling action figures right now. I mean, he's got a couple more men. Oh, yeah. He just got a he got an EO Shirai today, mm. and I was looking at her, dude. The the face like the how much how far they've come with the ability to actually do like a good face on a character is oh, ridiculous. It's weird. That's kind of crazy. You kind of get what you pay for. I like going to this discount store and seeing all of these really low rent uh, WWE figures there, and I'm like, can somebody please just buy these sad. This sad-looking Seth Rollins, get him out of here. Give him a nice home. I have to buy this AJ Styles to just get it off the shelf. Dude, like the last, the last one I got was that Leia. You guys see that Leia right mm -hmm. there? Yeah. That's my favorite version. This is a Star Wars Empire Strikes Back Kenner retro style without the like chipped up, like oh, it's the vintage chipped up version. No, forget that crap. I want. Empire Strikes Back, Hoth, Leia, that costume. Mint in box. <laughs> no, Dude, I've good. got I've got every page. <laughs> it was already kind of whack looking. I've got, got every Leia. page action figure that's ever been made. Oh, yeah. I was... That girl, like, regardless of my love of hot goth chicks, <laughs> that girl could fucking wrestle. <laughs> is she really is she really goth or is that just the character? No, that that chick's really fucking goth, man. She uh, she's more emo, like 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 two thousand three hot topic, um, <laughs> but uh, it still counts. And um, goddamn, like I like I remember texting you when I was watching the Mandalorian this season, and I'm like, I will never fucking forgive Sasha Banks. And that takes you too, man. Uh, <laughs> like nothing will make me forgive Sasha Banks. Like I, 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 it was hard for me to enjoy the episode because I do not like Sasha Banks because of what she did to my girl Paige. She gave her that stinger. She's a she's a terrible wrestler, despite the fact she did a born burner at uh, uh, was it number two in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the thirty-one minute Iron Woman match with, with Bailey. Yeah, that that was like I think like the in the thirties of uh, top WWE wrestling matches ever. But she uh, gave a singer to my girl, and uh, I'll never forgive yeah. her. I don't care if she's Snoop Dogg's fucking third fucking cousin, who is on AEW now. <laughs> just uh, just happening to be happening, but. It happens. So what? What else? What do you got to read? What did, What else did you read this week, Joshua? Ah, it's Tony's turn. <laughs> Alrighty, let's go with it's... going some Robin Eternal then. All right. From future from future state. All right. So tell me that I have a hundred fifty bucks in a savings account. I've got more money in there, but I I specifically move one fifty over. 
for when the McFarlane Damian Wayne set comes out with the Bane Build-A-Figure, because my life has no meaning until I have that fucking entire set in Damian. <laughs> it, it, it's like a solid four inches taller than the fucking, uh, like, Doomsday figure. Not, uh, not Doomsday, uh, the one from Metal. That's gorgeous. I play with it all the time. Devastator. Devastator. Devastator's the Batman Doomsday hybrid. Oh, dude, it's 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 bigger than that. And we, were, dude, we were, we were working out the other day, and he was like, "So, we're talking about AEW figures." I'm like, "Well, if you really want to build a figure, just uh, Bella Rose." <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's like four, he's like four lifts into it. And he's like, "I see what you did there." That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm like, well, you, you can't build that. Uh, of the women figures, though, you'd have to build Lana Rose. She's only because women figures are so tiny compared. So like, you you need a bigger girl to do it to make it plausible. Dude, I'm not. I have no nothing against Lana Rose. I would totally buy every figure to get my Nyla Rose build a figure, <laughs> as long as it's a two inches tall and everybody else. Dude, if they, if they, I'm, I'm a collector at heart. So, like, if they'd have done that back in the day, I, I would have definitely bought every figure, even if I had two or three of them already, just to be able to do the build of figures. I love how like, that's you... And I like this conversation, the Colin. idea. Like, what's what's a build-a-figure that we could totally... What's Modoc. the stupidest build a figure? Oh, freaking Modoc. <laughs> Modoc. Uh, but but, but yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. The thing about Tony here... Is he's pretending that he is no longer a collector? Oh no, I'm a ridiculous collector. My wife gets mad at me about it. He's like, I'm I buying. It. Get her. He's like, I'm buying it for my son, and I'm like, oh no, he saw the uh, <laughs> MJF. He's not getting that. No, 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 not not the not the 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 his birthday. The the rude figure. <laughs> no, the Rick Rude that that's mine. Yeah, after because like because he, he didn't want to buy the figure and I bought the figure and we got home and he wanted to open it and I, I told him straight I was like no that's mine you you had your shot you didn't you you chose not to buy it he went as, for he went for he went for something else just some random thing as you were putting on your <laughs> your rude <laughs> robe. <laughs> No, uh, it's, no, no. The Rick Rude's still in the box. No, no, you're no. You were putting your Rick Rude robe on, buck ass no. naked, like no. <laughs> that is no longer your toy. Go to bed, buddy. Yeah. What's up? We got yeah. kid, we got kid action going on. We got some kid. Yeah, he's up. I thought he was in bed. Dude, you need to body slam his ass. I already did that. Have, Go to bed, buddy. Have you caned him? Why can I cane my kid? No, I'm not talking about Singapore shit. I'm Singapore. talking about poking, picking him up by his throat and, you know, by the... Oh. Chokeslam? Yeah. <laughs> Chokeslam. You know, you, everyone, everyone's looking at the neck, but they don't notice he's picking up by the belt. You know? Well, he, he currently really is into the spirit bomb. Oh, God. Dude, you're a bad father. <laughs> <laughs> spirit bomb. Like, have you even put your kids in the walls of Jericho yet? I have. That's a, that's a shoot. I, uh... I mean, like I said, he's really into wrestling right now, so... I, I think I love you. 
<laughs> oh, he's great. One, there was one time, freaking, uh, I was looking for a belt for my pants, you know, as most adults do when they need a belt. And I said it aloud, and Connor, my, my son went into his bedroom and pulled out his replica NXT title and brought it to me. <laughs> and why I almost you, a tear. Why are you not wearing that to work every day? <laughs> it doesn't fit around my waist. Uh, well, you can obviously expand <laughs> it and uh, explain it to everyone over at a fucking memorial. It'll be fine. I, you can't put it. You can't put that over a schmuck and explain it to, to patients. Uh, I would not. I, I could make it into like a maybe I could make it into like a cummerbund, possibly. I would and not feel doable. a need to explain my championship belt that my son gave me to anybody, unless they wanted to get hurt. Pretty much, yeah. If my son <laughs> came up and said, "Wear this today," I would do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, my 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 dad wore my Rambo belt to school one day. Rambo. I had a I had a Rambo belt. And I have a, a actual footage from Disneyland back in like '91 when I had my Rambo belt and my Rambo action figure sticking out of my pocket because nice. I was not going anywhere without Rambo. I'm not... that, of all of all the of all the action figures he's got, his favorite is actually Christian, and he it's takes that really? Christian action figure everywhere. Yeah, I, I don't know how that one popped up. I'm okay with it, but like Christians is Christians is. Christian, why not, man? That's okay. Keith, and then uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, man. Roman you, Reigns. You can't man. argue against Roman Reigns or Christian. No. Those guys, those guys play everything right. God damn, your son's fucking rad. What's his name, Connor? Connor. With a K? No, with a C. No, you you gotta put it a K. With a sledgehammer over it. How many, how many times does he punch you in the dick? Five. <laughs> Colin, At I, least five. I don't have a boy, but how many times does your kid punch you in the dick, Colin? Zero. Yeah, that's because you're... Uh... <clears throat> a black belt, and I block that crap. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what I was saying. A Jedi, I sense it coming. <laughs> Get it done. Right. No! The force is strong. Yeah. <laughs> Whose turn is it? It's my turn. So I got I got some Robin Eternal here from Future State. So first off, this cover looks amazing for those that haven't seen it. Let me see this shit. It, it, of all the, uh, all the covers so far in Future State, this is by far the best one. So we started off here, you know, we got one. We got Robin taking on one of the ma- the cyber magistrates, and he believes he's actually the only one left. So he's he's trying to survive this, and he throws an EMP at the, at him, and it barely yeah. a, a barely an EMP an EMP bomb or a hand grenade basically, and it barely affects him, and he doesn't quite know why. And he grabs him. He's going to choke the life out of him, but uh. Somebody blows off the cyber magistrate's head. And it turns out that it's actually Spoiler. Now, Spoiler's a little different. because Apparently, she somehow lost an eye. Oh. We don't actually actually learn this issue as to how she lost the eye. But apparently, Spoiler's coming back because she retired from being a superhero because she got tired of watching people she loves die. 
And we find out that this, you know, since we got spoiler here, we find out that uh, this particular Robin is Tim Drake. Mm-hmm. And we find out that apparently, according to what Tim Drake believes, you know, Batman's dead. Um, Nightwing's in Arkham Asylum. And Jason actually betrayed all of them and is now working for the magistrates. Okay, so that's a work. That's gotta be a work. I, I don't know. I, have, I haven't seen anything about no it There's no way Jason would be working shoot style for magistrates. We're talking some fucking infiltration here. I am fully invested. Only hope, man. Fully invested. No way. And, uh, well, well but, wait and see, apparently. But at the same time, though, it makes me want to fucking read this shit, man. Because, god damn. Jason? Oh, yeah. Yep. It's pretty solid. We're not talking Dick. Right we're not talking fucking Tim. And we're not talking nope. Damien. Nope. And we don't even know. All, all, we, all we see when he, he's thinking it's you know, thought bubbles and whatnot. And at the end of it, all it is is, you know, and you, and, and we all know about Damien, but they don't talk about what happened to Damien as of yet. So we don't know if he's turned sides, if he turned people in, if he's or if freaking, his, or if, if his he's mom dead. Him. Yeah, he might be working for his mom. We don't know. That Raza bullshit <laughs> always, like, I mean, like, I wasn't invested in Damien until Grant Morrison took over. I mean, because Grant Morrison created him, but at the same time, it wasn't until, um... Uh, Batman and Robin after R.I.P. When... Where's Big Face? <laughs> oh, uh, we left him with a Robin. Uh... <laughs> we gotta turn this car around. <laughs> and, and, and Damien's beating fucking... Uh, fucking pig dude fucking into the dirt. <laughs> but this is something else, man. Is, is this a Robin connection? Is this more of like a... Is he a side character or is he a main character? Uh, he, he's the main character of this one. So like, we find out that basically the um, they're actually using a um, a form of the Lazarus, the water from the Lazarus pits to enhance these cyber uh, magistrates and basically make them uh, invincible or immortal. Mm. And so they're trying to figure out, they're trying to get in so they find out there's a whole shipment coming into town. And Tim Drake's all alone trying to find it, and he's you know he said he said he's found it, but he's got to infiltrate, and he asked Stephanie to go you know with them, and she's like I can't I'm I'm not gonna watch this is a suicide mission I'm not gonna watch you die. So and she just she just leaves, and he's like well I got to figure out something, so he actually goes and he finds this girl named Darcy, who apparently was part of the uh, the We Are Robin movement from the We Are Robin comics a couple years ago. I didn't read it myself. Wonderful. <laughs> but she's apparently, she, she's actually working um, working for the magistrates, but she's kind of on the inside. And she ta- and um, Tim ends up talking her into helping him infiltrate the convoy coming in. And she kind of explains to him a little bit more about the, uh, the Lazarus pit and how they've been taking you know the water out of it, mixing it together to create um, this renew- rejuvenation technique for the cybers. So next thing you know, they're over here flying into the air because it's an air convoy bringing in 
the Lazarus pit water. And they turn around and there's Spoiler hanging off the side of this, you know, floating barge, basically. And she's like, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna let you do a suicide mission without me. We all know this. So the three of them infiltrate the uh, the convoy, and you know they end up getting caught by a, a cavalcade of bad guys, and they fight through, and then end up in there with the um, the shipment. Um, and they're just about to get you know blow you know get rid of it, but they get um, one of the cybers end up you know, jumping in there and attacking them and um, spoiler ends up trying to blast his head off and it doesn't have any effect because he's already in, uh, taken the um, Lazarus pit water the Lazarus resins what they call it and he ends up um, they end up blasting the containers so there's this resin just floating all over the place and the cyber ends up grabbing Tim and just breaking his neck and just throwing him to the ground. Just snapped him like a twig? Yeah, just snapped him like a twig. And they're just sitting here just like, this is horrible, you know? But then, you know, obviously he's, you know, now he, he, he happens to throw him into the resin itself. So he basically turns around and he's just like, you know, hell of a round one. Now let's go into round two as he just kind of lifts himself up, you know, fixes his neck and just prepares to kick the, you know, kick the crap out of this, this cyber. Cause you know, now he's basically immortal because he's just bathed himself in this resin. Hmm. And that's where the issue comes to an end. Where do you see the story going, man? Because this is a lot of infinite possibilities. This, this sounds like one of those like linchpin stories. Like we can see it coming and like, did you not read this? Because if you didn't, that's why everything else is happening. Yeah, well, it's interesting to see because, like, apparently, freaking nobody knows. Like, a lot of these issues just kind of seem like they're in their own world. Like, nobody knows. Like, one hand doesn't seem to know what the other hand's doing. Like, they've, they've kind of <laughs> talked about. Um, they've talked about how Nightwing was in uh, Arkham, but you know, we'll get to Teen Titans here in a bit, and you know, that doesn't seem to be true at all. And like other places, they're like they're they're talking about magazine like issues of comics, like information that pops up. That are from issues that haven't even been released yet. So it's kind of it's it's interesting to see what they're gonna do. Like it's interesting to see if they're gonna like do like a final thing towards the end where they kind of wrap all these issues up together. Kind of like how again, Agent Apocalypse had the Omega and the the Alpha and the Omega issues, and then would split off into their own little stories. So I'm kind of hoping they do have something like that where they wrap everything up to where it's like, oh, this is. You know, this is how the world intertwines. Because, you know, we did Swamp Thing last week, and Swamp Thing, you know, oh my god, there's no humans. But then, you know, some of these other issues, humans are quite prevalent. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that it, I'm hoping that's going to lead somewhere, and I'm hoping it's not just like, a, you know, just missed little lines that nobody thought about. How invested in these stories are, are you? I mean, like, are you feeling it, or are you just... I mean, I, mean I like them a lot. I like them a lot, because freaking... It's kind of like I said, I have a big... I have a huge thing for Elseworlds stories, because you never know where they're going to go. And if this is going to end up being, like I said, a limited series, you know, in theory, they could do whatever they wanted at the end, because, you know, there's if they do go backwards, 
go back to the old characters or they just, they're going to do it. But like these things, you know, like you said earlier, they have kind of infinite possibilities of where these stories are going to go. You know, now we've got a Robin that freaking is, you know, has the Lazarus resin in him, you know, like you said, that does have infinite possibilities. That's what, like, drives me nuts when I'm, like, reading The New Walking Dead. And it's colored, and it's... Okay, I get, I get it, it's colored. I know what's gonna happen, but, like, the latest one was Carl putting a bullet in Shane's head. Yeah, yeah. And... <clears throat> and that's six, issue six, right? Yeah, and, 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 and Tony, you're talking about mm-hmm. infinite possibilities, and and the first thing in my head was, like, definitive, it's done. Don't threaten my daddy. Boom. Yeah. And, but, like, these, these are colored, and, like, because, like, the thing about what you're talking about is, like, we've got, you're talking about brisket. You're talking about something that's been on the barbecue for 12 hours. <laughs> Juicy okay. shit. And we've got infinite possibilities because we've got all these different spices. And I'm thinking, because I read something I read like fucking like, what, 15 years ago? I, like, like, how long ago was that happening? What, no issue six. I, I that got. Was in like I got. Maybe. I got fifty. I got the. Fr- my first issue of Walking Dead was the first issue where Abraham showed up. So I'm, was that like fifty two ish or something? Like yeah, like fifty two, fifty one, and mm-hmm. uh, I want to say that it was a like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. No, two thousand eight, and didn't know what it was what was percolating. So you've got this, Tony, you've got this percolation going where we've got these characters that are switching roles. And I'm having trouble with characters that I know what happened. I've seen a TV show up to a point. And... Yep. Carl put a bullet in fucking Shane's head. <laughs> yeah. Right. And still, does it still have the impact? It still has the impact, man. Like, don't hurt my daddy. Oh um, yeah. Like, like, because earlier in the issue was uh, Rick fighting with Laura. Or Lori, what the fuck her name is. Lori, yeah. Uh, I really don't care to know her name. One of the least appealing characters. Yeah, and... and and like he doesn't even have a gun. Ah, as long as he's not fucking around with it. <laughs> no, Boyd needs to have a gun. But like it confused me because like I grew up in a gun conscious family. Um, you point the gun down at all times. Safety on. There was absolutely no fucking around with a gun. I mean, it, it like when my dad taught me how to use a gun, it there was no like, oh, don't have the safety on every now and then. No, gun down. You do not have the finger in the trigger at all times. Never hold your breath. You pull back. You squeeze. You don't 
like he he showed me everything, man. Mm-hmm. And that's what Rick taught Carl. And yeah, he was like what, like eight or nine at the time. And don't shoot my dad. Yeah, he grew up pretty quick. He was fourteen, pretty really, quick after really that. Really fucking quick. He put the bullet in fucking Shane's yeah. head immediately. And. I mean, he was popping off walkers left and right, man. Because remember, because they had that, the, there was that mm-hmm. big raid, and it was one of those things. So Shane was just biting his lip because, like, yeah, I was fucking worried you weren't sure was supposed to come back, and uh, now you're back, and I'm not in control anymore, and you ruined everything. And man, yeah. I, I love that 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 storyline, not because of the zombies. But how many times have you had a, a homie of course. or a friend that wanted things to go their way and they were being shitty manipulative and you weren't paying attention for a second and you did and hey man, you're getting a little too close to my girlfriend. And yeah. next and next thing you know, um well they're not around no more. Yeah. And that's what happened, but Carl put a fucking bullet in his head. And I think that was the the, the, the reason of bringing it up is because, yeah, we've all read The Walking Dead, but that was the issue when it was, this isn't talking heads anymore. This isn't, this isn't the dead coming <laughs> after us anymore. This is, this is the real bad guys. Or the ones we know and trust. And we gotta be careful. Yep. And we gotta be careful. And dude, I'm, I'm like but like at the same time though, I'm I'm confused or not confused, I'm torn because the the two seasons with Shane with John Bernthal. John, John Bernthal played Shane. Yeah. He was awesome in that. Dude, role. when when Carl put they a kept bullet... him around a lot longer than it was supposed to. But oh, I think but... it was just because they realized how good he was. Dude, he was so perfect. And when Carl had to put a bullet in his head at the end of season two, I remember telling him on like half like halfway through episode two that this is gonna happen. And when it actually happened, it was so much more impactful. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Captain Spoiler over here, who uh, doesn't care what your spoilers are or any of that other business. Superman is Clark Kent. No. <laughs> That's quite a spoiler. No, but it, it's nice watching, and uh, like, and I, I specifically chose that word, watching these new colorized Walking Dead because it's it's I'm so much slowed down. In the the reading process, because I, I want to enjoy it. True. I want to enjoy it and savor every little little bit. I mean, like when Glenn and in the last issue when Glenn and Rick went in back in Atlanta, the the colors were beautiful. I mean, it really added so much gravitas, and they had so much <clears throat> more letters. Um, and people just that really cared about the story. And it was something that really kept them going. And that's something that a lot of people don't understand about comic books. Is that we care. 
we worry about it from week to week or month to month, regardless of the story. And we're getting this, like, like flashback. They're reprinting these things with additional things, and it's nice. It, it, especially something that mattered so much. Like, yeah, it was only, like, $3 for a Walking Dead issue that might be worth fucking $10,000 in a year. But it was nice that we connected with the characters and we worried about them. Like, Tony, you ever worried about a character, like, from issue to issue or from episode to episode? Yeah, um, wasn't even a character, like, a huge character. It was, like, in the, we've talked about previously, um, the mermaid from Constantine. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. Yeah, that was that was tough, dude. Freaking when you found out she was letting her human boyfriend cut, you know, carve her up for, for to sell her meat. You, yeah, like like had like the fine. You don't know it till the end of the the issue, but like he when Constantine puts her back in the water after saving her, like her entire like the majority of her tail is just bone oh. because this guy she loved was legitimately and she was she was carrying his babies but he was carving her up to sell her meat because the dwarf and the and the fish had gone away they they had over they had overfished the area that's sick yeah it was it was a lot they were like freaking i was like like combo like i i you know i love my comic books obviously but like very few issues have that that guttural appeal that when you just you said you look at a picture afterwards and you're just like, wow. Now, uh, it's not my turn, but I want to commandeer this because uh, Sweet Tooth is on the same uh, wavelength. <laughs> um, forgive me, uh, I'm I'm working on something, but Sweet Tooth ended with. Um, Jeff Lemire, we're talking about a, a virus broke out and these mutant babies were being born. Pigs, raccoons, I mean, like, hybrid animals were being born. And the main character had, you know, deer antlers and he had this, like, fucking badass protecting him. And where, this is like, God, Sweet Tooth ended in 2013. And they're restarting it now. And it's an underground cult led by the father who is preaching about that the Messiah is coming. But at the same time, though, he's raising a exact clone copy of our hero from Sweet Tooth with the deer antlers. And he escapes. He, he escapes from an underground cavern to an, another underground cavern that's above them and the humans that are living there see a antlered kid a hybrid and they've been told that this is the messiah and <laughs> and above the ground on earth's green ground is overrun with these mutant hybrids and we have to destroy them and it is a wonderful sci-fi exploration into religion and what you believe in and the other people that are mutants like you and 
God damn, it, it, it just hits hard. The art is dog shit. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like, uh, Lemire does a lot of fucking watercolors, and I mean they're proportional, but at the same time, it's not the prettiest thing to look at. But it's one of those things like when like I've talked about a million times before. Um, when I first read the X-Files comics, uh, from Tops and Adler just doing mm-hmm, it, it looked mm-hmm, like dog mm-hmm. shit, but then, uh, when I was more educated and understand the light and dark and facial expressions and I really, really enjoyed The Walking Dead, um, that's what's happening here and we're getting this hardcore fucking bitch of a fucking badass woman that is like, she's got a hammer. And she doesn't believe in any of the fucking dogma that she's being preached to and they got to breathe this certain air and worship this certain god. And she just wants to get her kid back. And she's got a hammer. (laughs) And the breakdown of that from all the sci-fi bullshit I just said. Oh, it just makes me so fucking happy because, like, uh, (laughs) I was listening to a podcast a couple of the day and um, they were talking about uh, Alien. And... Oh, yeah. They were talking about Alien. And, like, well, we gotta... They, they were fantasizing about the fact that it was a woman as the protagonist. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Did they pick a woman on purpose? Like, we're looking for a woman. No. No, they actually had many male counterparts auditioning for uh, Ridley Scott's Alien, and the only person that knocked it out of the park was fucking Sigourney Weaver. They didn't do it because they were like, we want to cast a woman to make women look stronger. No! They picked the best fucking person qualified. The original version was a male, as Ripley. In the screenplay. And Sigourney Weaver, she testified she auditioned and yeah so you're a chick who gives a shit what matters you're the best person for the job kick some ass and that's what's happening here this girl that is she's a forger metallurgist she is a hammer not the prettiest woman in the world but it's going to happen. And I don't care what, what's going to happen here because Lemire never lets me down. As, oh, dude, the original Sweet Teeth series, um, you slept on it, by the way. I remember calling you. <laughs> uh, but it's okay. Um, I've got two of them. It's going to... I'm really just so intrigued with this because it's not one of those, like... 30 years later, we're going to do a, uh, I'm trying to think of a good analogy or metaphor for this, like uh, when <clears throat> they do Ghostbusters 4, and now oh, the God. kids are in charge. No, it, it, this barely happened like 10 years ago. Lemire's kicking ass. Oh, it's, 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 it's on the verge of happening. Yeah. If it ever happens. The kids that are in it will be grown up by the time that movie comes out. Agreed, but at the same time, though, they're not wasting time, and they're having a good time with a good story. And it's something, whether it's it's not Superman, where you gotta get the fucking variant issue, number one. No. Get her or don't. 
get it or don't. If you don't, that's okay. If you do, you can be a better person reading Lemire's fucking... Everything Lemire does. His artwork is terrible. It's it's so ugly. But that's what I got for that one. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to close us out on a bunch of Star Wars stuff. We closing out? Tony, you any, I got two anything things. more? I got two, I got two Star Wars titles to talk about here. Yes, and I, I, I did not get the new uh, like Knights of the High Republic. Is that what it is? Uh, Star Wars The High Republic. Um, I'm not opposed to checking that out. I just have not read it yet. Because, uh, like I say, it was a complicated week full of stuff. I'm in this regular Star Wars title on Marvel, and they're in the midst of this business of trying to get this droid that they stole from the Imperial uh, Cultural Museum in the previous issue to activate. And because they're using this dead language that only this droid remembers. And when you think about a galaxy that has thousands and thousands of worlds, how many dead languages could there be? We've got so many dead languages on just Earth. Why would there only be one dead language that they need to go after? But I guess it's because the concept is that at least this droid knows dead languages and they can communicate it's a, it's a whole sequence. It makes some sense, and at the same time, it's like statistically, does it make sense? But in the end, anyways, Lando comes out actually getting thanked for doing some work this time. Uh, like, you know, hey, you got Han frozen several issues ago, which I'm going to sidebar. I'm definitely disappointed that the current Marvel Star Wars title did not give us the Empire Strikes Back with this quality of artwork, with this quality of storytelling, like, do we, like, we don't need this they're, they're, they're in not, comic book format? They're not even close to Empire Strikes Back yet. No, 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 we're past Empire Strikes Back. Luke went back to Cloud City to re- try to retrieve his lightsaber. lightsaber Lando you're, went you're back. Right, you're, right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, yeah, you're right. All of that. I mean, we're well past it, but... The business is, of course, they're trying to do this business with this droid, and he's kind of a dick when he activates. He's like, "You're, de- I've been deactivated for decades. Like, what, what, you know, you guys, what, do you, what's to stop you from just deactivating me if I turn out to be a pain in the butt?" So they have to deal with this robot, uh, and it works out. But it has a lot to do with Lobot, who is a total side character, but Lando actually has. I'm not going to say feelings for, but they are friends, and it goes a long way. So there's a fascinating bunch of personality stuff going on in this story. And then, of course, Poe Dameron's dad, who they introduced. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, i I got to say, the mere fact of they did that post-Return of the Jedi story that introduced Poe Dameron's parents as the, the husband. Like, I don't even care what their names are. The husband was a tracker and a commando, and his wife was a pilot. Well, okay, they uh, they they've got these characters invested in this entire business, and uh, uh, I mean, he pulls a gun on everybody here in a little bit because he's like, no, 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 this whole battle that's going on, 
I don't want my wife getting killed because we haven't figured out this language yet and all of that stuff. So that whole thing is kind of like, well, you know, you guys, now you've painted yourself in a quarter. you got to figure out how to make this guy look heroic and good guy-ish. And, it, you know, is he going to get busted in rank? Is he going to get put in the brig for a week? You know, who gives a rip what the consequences are? Because, But ultimately, they're going to have to do something like that, or it, the character loses credibility. But um, that that is a serious lack of credibility, man. Like, like that just took the guts out of it. <laughs> I mean, the sad fact of it is that one of the characters they created for this flight squadron got killed um, in the previous issue, and I think that's kind of it's kind of sad because I don't think that it I don't know that it's necessarily worth one of these characters, but at the same time, we never spent any time focusing on this character or exploring his race because he was an alien or any of that stuff. It's just kind of like, what does it matter that that guy got killed and you guys are making a fuss about it because he was your, he was your buddy, but how are we supposed to invest any energy or attention in this guy if you don't spend at least an issue on him three issues ago? Like, I don't care that this guy just randomly died. It just, it's just not paced out very well when it gets to that. It's hard to enjoy any of these Star Trek lately, I'm sorry, Star Wars, um, after Mandalorian. Yeah, you know, I mean, everybody's making such a big deal out of Mandalorian Season 2. They're I haven't even Season 1. And, com- and, uh, complete justifiability. That yeah, I, I hear tell. I hear tell it's that awesome. I have only seen the first episode twice, and I've fallen asleep both times, but that's just because I was exhausted each time, and I'm just dude, like, okay, dude, the, I'm going to sit down with somebody and actually watch this. It's going to be okay. Dude, after The Mandalorian, anything Star Wars, including anything we've been reading since... Uh, I, I remember reading the first issue of Marvel's... Uh, fucking over Dark Horse's exceptionally great now non-canon uh, work uh, was it like 20, 2012 um, oh yeah right uh-huh. it, uh, was it who was doing that was it Image no it was Dark Horse it was Dark Horse it was Dark Horse it was Dark Horse for a really long time and they just yeah that stuff was good they just did a bunch of numerous ones and then all of a sudden it was no longer canon and everything that happened in the expanded universe was like up for grabs, and it's hard to enjoy unless it's on on the screen, and not because I don't want it to. I mean, I, I look at the the comic and it's it's canon to me, but like after the no. after the yeah. Mandalorian, after the Thanks. Mandalorian, and it was just there were so many things that they that John Favreau took such care and devotion to I mean he could literally be like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewrite all the sequels and I oh, like, dude John Favreau came in and said yeah whatever they did with seven eight and nine forget that crap I'm gonna rewrite it I'd be pleased as punch man yeah fuck it like uh let's just make something better but there's nothing as there's nothing that I haven't even watched what he's done with uh, Mandalorian, and I can tell you that it's probably better than those three movies I've Dude. seen. I Dude. mean, it's, but like, this is what I'm gonna say. Let me let me go into this, okay? Please. I know that you don't 
you don't have a whole lot of respect for this right now. But like, okay, so like I complained about earlier, I feel like I was incapable of delivering last time. And I was talking about the Timothy Zahn trilogy. The reason why we have any Star Wars at all, I think, after 1985 is because Timothy Zahn wrote these three books. And because I've been on the road so much and I've been like packing and whatever, I've been listening to these books. Uh, Timothy Zahn's Heir to the Empire. Uh, you, l- let me reiterate what this is. Last time you asked me, you were like, where, do I, where does this fit in? I don't understand. And I was like, okay, look. Then I got into this whole thing about a preceding book that came out after this trilogy. So unlearn what you know about Star Wars, what you uh, understand about how, what happens after Return of the Jedi. You look at Return of the Jedi this book that I just read, Heir to the Empire, and the book I just finished, which is the second book in this series, The Dark Force Rising, every moment of reading these books, to me, has been better than every other Star Wars movie. It's better than Solo. It's not, It's at least as good as Rogue One. I mean, Rogue One is good. But this is, like, because Rogue it's the core so... characters. It's the core characters. And, like, it puts Lando in there. And he's got his own motivations for doing stuff. But at the same time, he uh, he is like, no, man, I've this whatever we're doing, even though it doesn't help me, I'm along for the ride because this is for the betterment of everybody. Like, it fixes his character. Dude, it fixes his character dude, flaws, even though he blew up a Death Star. Dude, it has nothing to do with... Like relating to the core characters, it has everything to do with making new characters, that new existing people post nineteen eighty fucking six, can relate to. Because Talon Card, Mara Jade, Captain Palian, Admiral Thrawn, the Nagari, all of these characters are incredible. They're versatile, well-rounded, ultra-crafted characters. They're okay, like in Heir to the Empire, Han goes with Wedge and Tilly's to go try to pick up some smugglers. We need freighters, we need transports, we need good pilots. We're the new republic, we're five years out from having defeated the empire. We have come nowhere close to rescuing some of the worlds, bringing a lot of these worlds into the previously existing republic. Being able to safeguard the worlds that do exist in the New Republic. It's a shattered country. Imagine if, like, half of the United States was just like, we don't want to have anything to do with either of you guys uh, after a giant civil war. And it's like, okay, well, we can't do anything about it because we just don't have the ability to do it. But if you want to join us, you can. But please don't join that other side. And so they go to find... Talon Card, who took over for Jabba as the smuggling superlord. And he's awesome at it. And he's just this kind of cool privateer type. And he's got a woman working for him who's his first in command. Her name is Mara Jade. You find out after some degree that she has a kill on sight order against Luke Skywalker because she was the Emperor's hand. She was a low grade. Sith Lord, even though they used that word at no time in this series. She was not even a Jedi. She was a low-value, Force-sensitive character 
with the limited abilities that the emperor would let her have. And she was, it was basically like beamed into her mind at the moment of the emperor's death, you will kill Luke Skywalker. So that has been her quest for five years, but she had to find some place to start because Luke took everything away from her. Her entire career as a spy, her entire career as an amazing agent of the Empire. It's all of that stuff. So that character in and of herself is fascinating. Talon Card, the leader of this smuggling group, he's got his own motivations. Is he going to like, is he going to help the New Republic or isn't he? Does he know where the Dark Fleet is or doesn't he? Is he, who, what side is he on? The motivations for doing anything are constantly up in the air. Do I want to capture Han Solo or do I want to treat him to dinner? Do I capture Luke Skywalker and give him to Admiral Thrawn because Admiral Thrawn's boot heel is on my neck? Or is it just because I want to get paid? The motivations are three-dimensional. There's nothing static about these characters. Mara Jade changes over the course of one book, then again over the course of a second book. And I know she changes over the course of the third book because I read them years ago. But now I'm reinvesting myself into these personalities and I'm seeing the development of everybody, even the core characters we're interested in. Chewie has his own motivations. C-3PO has his own motivations. Everybody is three-dimensional in this. And it's not just blah, 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 it's not the Empire. No, they're like, no, I gotta go home and I gotta see my people or whatever. Admiral Akbar is in trouble. There's like a financial problem that says Admiral Akbar might be a traitor. So this other character, Borsk Falia, you remember the many Bothans died to bring us this information. The leader of the Bothans, uh, the contingent of Bothans that's in the New Republic, Borsk Falia, it's like, he's not, he, he's, is he a bad guy? Is he working with the Empire? It's all that stuff. There's constantly new characters being introduced and then the previously existing characters are constantly being reevaluated. And the, I gotta say, the audible presentation of these characters in the way that the narrator, uh, I believe it's Mark Thompson, is, is portraying them is just crushing it. Everybody has a particular voice. It's very well scripted. And I'm just saying, like, if you guys have the opportunity to listen to this, and I'm not talking to you two necessarily, but Minefielders. If you have the opportunity to listen to this, as opposed to sitting down and reading a copy, because there's copies of this all over the place, then totally do it. It's absolutely worth it. If you hate the most recent movies, this is a direction to go. And if you love The Mandalorian, I'm excited to check that out. I just haven't done it yet. You know, I'm like, okay, got a new girlfriend. We're going to sit down and watch The Mandalorian. But like for this print medium, when, when this was all we had for quite a number of years... And for this to be the launching off point for so many other amazing books, like while the license existed uh, until I can't remember who it was that took over after that. And then it was like, OK, now there's 25 more books coming out with these characters. How many adventures can these poor people have it like, you know, that was the whole thing. The Yuzhong Vang War. I just I never got into all of those books, but I talked to people who read all of them and it was like, OK, we can see how Luke Skywalker would get killed saving the universe at this point, but like you know, I don't know, I never got into that I'm just saying like, these things are artfully crafted well paced 
everybody's got a character moment and the new characters are focused on in such a way that you're constantly interested in everything that they're doing. Even the bad guys. Even the Empire. I'm, I'm, jo- jo- I'm more in, enticed by the Empire. I mean, well, then I'm going to say, I mean, if you if you know anything about Grand Admiral Thrawn, then you're aware of his of him being uh, utilized in the Star Wars Rebels cartoon series, which was freaking A+. Like, that whole series was wonderful. Um, and uh, he's just this character that's so crafty that you beg yourself the same question over and over again that Captain Palian wonders... What would the Battle of Endor have been like if this guy had been in command there? And at the same time, you have to say, it doesn't matter what Grand Admiral Thrawn would have done because the Emperor was in command, and that was still his plot. Because, and like, this... These these are hard things to, for me to contemplate because I was playing with Star Wars toys in my front lawn in the bushes pretending it was Endor. Mm-hmm. And all this integral everything is kind of so convoluted in it's it's making it not fun <laughs> i beg to differ i mean when you're when you're talking about the difference between watching a movie that thrusts you into one action sequence after the next instead of giving you a detective drama or a political drama or uh even or like relationship consequences because it splits up the characters and sends them in three different directions and then they all end up at the same place at the same time. That formula develops things. Like, it's just Ray and Finn and whatever and they're going to go yeah. here and they're no, going to no, do no, that and blah, blah, blah. No, blah, blah. I, I, I get it, but you really have to understand that my approach to Star Wars is me playing with my Star Wars toys in the front little bushes pretending it was Endor. I'm, we all had that. We all had that. And, and all this extra... And that's why why there were toys made of all of these characters. Which is Because why they were compelling. Yeah, I, I had them. I'm just saying, like, I like what you're talking about, but, like, it's... It's, it's hard for me, man. Like, it, it's one of those things, like, where it wasn't cool to like Star Wars, but at the same time, it was, like, I didn't give a shit. And all I cared about was what toys I could talk my mom to buy me into uh, and finishing my Andor battle. I see what that is because like, dude, I just packaged up three Ewok villages. I don't even know how I have three Ewok yeah, villages. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and ask you to save one for me. <laughs> Alright, sure thing. And then that's the whole business is, is it's like, yeah, for a long time, what can you carry on with this core of characters in your play field, you know, when you've got, like, if you have all of them. Because, like, my brother and I talked about our G.I. Joes. You'd, we'd set up a big G.I. Joe base, Cobra would come out of nowhere, attack it, knock them out of the base, and then G.I. Joe would have to take their base back. <laughs> and that was how we played G.I. Joe. Dude. Or better yet, they'd be like, okay, we're going to go knock out you guys' base now, and that's going to do it. And it's like, what can you do with this maggot tank and that Mobat and that Mauler and this Dude. Rattler and whatever, whatever you happen to have? So it's the same thing with Star Wars, but chances were with Star Wars, you were going to have that core character set. It took me so long to get a Han Solo. It took me until 1985 to get a Han Solo, let alone a Bespin Han or a or a Star Wars Han. And then it's like, 
when I got those things, however old I was, I never wanted to stop playing with it because I was like, I'm better at creating a narrative that is interesting with these characters now than I ever was as a kid. And then when you could have six to ten stormtroopers, everything suddenly opens up. And that's why I think all of us as guys who grew up with this and then started making our own money and we're like, no, I'm not going to quit buying this because I want it to be what I want it to be. But at a certain point, I'm like, no, I'm going to get rid of the toys, but I'm going to keep the Legos because at least I could build my own base and then I could build this thing. Oh, they released a Death Star. Now I got to come for $400 for that. And it's like, what's the story? My rebels are going to go to the Death Star and they're going to take over the Death Star instead of blowing it up and then use it as a center of peace. I'm like, that's the story that I did with micro machines. So I get where you're coming from when it comes to the toys. But the thing is, here's a new thing of toys and here's another new thing of toys and here's another new thing of toys the micro machines the action figures another action figures action figures that are not quite in scale yeah but way too bulky you know like it's just weird and it's like how does that play with those you're talking about getting toys a lot man like uh there's man i I'm not saying you're entitled. I'm just saying that you, 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 you're. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm you're, saying that by the time that I that they that Star Wars came back into being in the '90s, I had a job and I could afford to start yeah. buying more because yeah, I couldn't that... live without the idea of, oh my God, you just fed me this line that all of this stuff is going to be worth something someday. And is it? Do you know how much Star Wars stuff I have thrown away this week? Dude, like, you're, 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 you're kind of killing me on that, man, because uh, I remember when uh, I was living in England, and uh, my dad took me to a random toy store, he bought me a Lego set, and uh, but there was a, uh, I was obsessed with the A-Team, and he's like, I'm mm-hmm, not, not mm-hmm. going to buy that for you. And why not? Because you didn't work for it. And I had to shovel driveways and mow lawns and uh, enough to get like a couple bucks <laughs> and uh, he took me back to the, the the toy store to get my Murdoch and <laughs> in, in my mind it was like okay I could get a BA I already had the, the, the big one I got from a yard sale that my my uh, grandma bought for me it had like one of his chains and one earring but Murdoch had a backpack, <laughs> and uh, you're 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 talking to someone that didn't have that sort of luxury, and like like I will never like anyone named Luke because the this dude named Luke stole my Jinx. <laughs> but that's why we're here, man. It's one of those things, man. I'm 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 glad for you. Like Tony, you're where where did you grow up? No, I pretty much grew up in the Springs, actually. You know, I, my dad was military, but, like, he would leave. I think we went to Connecticut for a year, and other than that, it was mainly here. Did you get the good TDY toys when you came back? Uh, no, we got some stuff here and there, but, like, it was kind of nice to have my dad home. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't really, like, a, like, we'd get, like, Christmas was always pretty big in our place. We would get, like, I remember we had, like, the Ghostbuster, uh, the Ghostbuster fire station 
And like we always got like a bunch of the play sets and whatnot, which is always cool. The play sets were the best. Oh yeah. Alright, while we wind down. Think real hard. I'm not gonna, give me thirty seconds on each of you guys. Favorite base toy set. Mine, personally, was the Ghostbuster Firehouse. You could fit Ecto-1. It came with some ooze. Some, uh, no, ooze. Um, ectoplasm. I have a lot of people that argue with a Snake Mountain and some uh, He-Man. But that fucking firehouse was everything to me, man. I had the sword play set for the Ninja Turtles that was great, but it wasn't as big as the fireplace firehouse. Colin, no, it's best go to Tony first. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, the Daily Bugle from Spider Man. Are you talking the about the fucking? Series. Are you talking about the? Uh, Mid '90s series? Or are you talking about? The, oh yeah, uh, the, mid the mid '90s series. We had we had that. We had um, oh the uh the Spider Slayer, the the three robots on top of each other. I think it was right. We had the the big old the big huge Goblin Glider. Like we were really, me and my brother were really into Spider Man at the time. And like between that and X Men, so we just kind of collected all the comic book characters we get. You know, so we we got everybody. And then we would just have these big, huge battles all around the Daily Bugle trying to destroy New York City and whatnot. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Daily Bugle for sure. Colin. Best Well, base. since I'm so privileged, I don't want to talk about anything that, <laughs> oh, uh, come on, that anybody <laughs> gave me. Oh, so come on. About I was, I was when I uh, went and picked heat. up a G.I. Joe aircraft carrier on tips. Ooh. After I earned it at a job, and uh, oh, come that on, man. is I, I available for sale at this very time. Man, I wasn't hating you, man. I was just, I'm sorry. I don't know, man. That felt like heat. Live, coming to everybody. Sounds sounds like we need a ring. Sounds like we got to get in the ring, buddy. Dude, the last I know a guy with the ring. ring. Yeah, the last time you punched me in the head, I. Uh didn't feel it. Felt <laughs> it in the morning. <laughs> you felt it in the morning, motherfucker. I forgot you even punched me in the face. <laughs> uh, Colin, God damn it, I love you, man. You better. <laughs> I pay for it. As long as I'm, if I'm not walking funny after minefields because of you, then. Oh, ghastly, ghastly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, minefielders. This is minefields. Let's know what your favorite base was. What's your favorite base playset? Mass Castle Grayskull, fucking the Dudia. Uh, I remember getting those playmates. Uh, Boulder Mountain. Uh, the 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 playset for Police Academy was the exact same replica of Ghostbusters Fire Station. <laughs> you get a Zed with his head pops off. He's a skateboard. Um, 
Well, you know. I actually don't. You never understood. <laughs> I, bar- I vaguely remember the Police Academy toys. They were pretty. The they were really cool, but the base was an exact. It was an exact. It, it was all one of those Kenner fucking catalogs, but. Nice. I am. I'm not sleepy. But not too sleepy. We got minefields going on. Dude, I've been up since fucking four in the morning. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I think it's time to call it quits. Yeah, time, time to call it a night, y'all. Get up and we go. Get did all the comics that we thought were the best. Mm. Oh, by the way, Mary Jane's not dead. Uh, Norman Osborne orchestrated it to uh, make it look like she was dead. And, Again. And in the end scene when Parker's like, no! Uh, they've Flash forward or backwards, she's like, "Shh, Tiger, I'm supposed to be playing dead." Norman's got this, and he's got Kindred in the uh, Kingpin-sponsored fucking uh, Electro Cube, and he's not talking. I just want to be your dad. The Sin Eater cleanse me of the sins. We sh- we can be family again. And Kindred's not talking, and uh, at the same time, um, no one cares. This is fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> how did he get his powers? We don't know. Anyway, who's leading us off tonight? Who's leading us off? Oh yeah, <laughs> we were leaving. Yeah, that's it. This transition is that's over. Who, who, who's saying this is dangerous, Tony? Yes, this is. This has been minefields. This is dangerous. Off to the way go. Transmission is over. <laughs>